Welcome to the Meet Hope Podcast, where we have conversations about faith and hope. Hope is one church made of people living out their faith through two expressions, in person and online. We believe a hybrid faith experience can lead to a growing influence in our community and our world for the sake of others. Welcome to Hope. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Meet Hope Podcast. My name is Rick. I'm a pastor at Hope Church and have been spending some time meeting different staff members here at Hope Church and uh, just so give uh, give our listeners a chance to get to know everybody a little bit better. And uh, today we're with Ashley Black. Hey, Rick. Hey, welcome. Glad you could be here. Uh, Ashley uh, is on the other side of the room. Typically, uh, we sit at a table together. Ashley's on the other side of the room because she's also the producer of our podcast. And so uh, mm-hmm. uh, this, was, this was a little bit interesting for us. It right? is. It yeah. is a bit different. It's fun, but it's a bit different. Yeah. yeah. And so you like being on the on the uh, on the on the backs background side of these kind of things. So this is a little bit unique for you as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so uh, Ashley, as you know, what we've been doing in these podcasts is uh, just asking some interesting questions. We think they're interesting. Find out some interesting stories from people. And so let's start with, uh, why don't you give everybody some basic uh, summary bio about you and your and uh, your family? Sure. So I live in Voorhees and I am married. My husband's name is Chris and we have a son, uh, a toddler. His name is Kale. He's two. Um, We also have uh, a dog and two cats. And uh, I also like to say we have lots of uh, lots of wildlife because where we live, we back up to uh, like a very natural wooded area. So we have like deer, we have a bald eagle that flies around. It's just wow. Yeah. Not everybody can say they have a bald yeah, eagle. It's like in their a backyard. National Geographic show in our yeah. backyard. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And you know, we've been asking everybody. So tell us the name of your dog. Oh, his name is Bryce. Okay. And yeah. we want to give the cats uh, some time. The cats, too. they're Bingley and Charlie. Bingley. Bingley. It's from Pride and Prejudice. I'm a book nerd. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good yeah. for you. Uh, how'd you meet Chris? Uh, we met uh, volunteering in youth ministry together. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we dated a, a couple of times and then we, we kind of figured it out. So that's, that's, right. that's how, how long have you been married? Yeah. Uh, we've been married since 2018. Okay. And you mm-hmm. grew up in the area, right? Yeah. I grew up in Gibbsboro um, and I went away to college. I went to a college near Baltimore. And then I moved back to the area and I went to Drexel University for my master's in dance movement therapy, mm-hmm. which is just a combination of uh, psychology, counseling and, yeah. and dance. Um, and then I worked in the mental health field as a therapist for six ish years before working in ministry here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's great. That's great. And uh, so how did you come to hope? You've been here for a while, but how did you come to hope? So I started coming to Hope when I was 14. 14. Um, 14. Okay, yes, it has been a while. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was a freshman in high school. My parents kind of dragged me along with them. Um, I didn't really want to come. Uh, we had been to a couple other previous churches, and I just wasn't feeling like I... It wasn't feeling like I didn't really like it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I don't want to go to another church. Right. Um, but then I... You know, I got involved in a youth ministry where people made me feel really welcome and that made a difference. And uh, yeah, so then I was, I uh, did youth ministry here as a student. I was your youth pastor for a you season. You were, right? yeah, yeah, for about right. a year and a half. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it worked out. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then I went away to college. Um, and when I came back from college, I was looking 
for a way to get connected. Uh, you know, you leave college, you leave that community feeling that you have with people all around you. And so um, I started volunteering in youth ministry. I still have the the post-it note that Dave like stuck on the volunteer folder, like asking me if I would be interested. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I kept it, but I'm glad I did. Um, because uh, in my mid twenties, uh, when I was still working as a counselor, I was volunteering a lot um, in youth ministry and in uh, serve with you, like through mission trips. And I was just feeling more and more that, that I was, that ministry was where I was heading. Mm -hmm. I I say that I feel like I was trying to do it every other way than, than work in ministry. Um, And so uh, I wound up starting here on staff in 2016 as the youth coordinator working with Dave. And then um, I worked in youth ministry for a while. And then more recently I moved into the role of being our communications director. And um, you know, each time I've moved more into the work of ministry i always say it's like it's definitely been god like nudging me forward like hey this Mm -hmm. is where i want you to be and me going no thank you i'm good and him saying no i really really want you to be here so so you had a a recent nudge Mm -hmm. from youth ministry into this new area of communications Mm -hmm. tell us what you do as the is your title director of communications yeah okay so tell us tell us what is what what does a director of communications do at hope church uh the the shortest answer is that I make sure that we are communicating uh, clearly and simply um, to everyone and anyone that encounters hope. Um, so I, any type of like large communication that goes out, like our weekly email or our social media, that's me. I oversee that. Um, and uh, one thing I love is that I get to work with every ministry here mm-hmm. at Hope um, to help them communicate best to the people that they interact with um, and help them reach the most people as possible. And, um, I also more recently have started helping to produce this podcast. Yeah, so that's so a new fun adventure. Expanded again. It right? did, yeah. but I'm excited cause I love podcasts. So I was like, sure, sign me up. I, I'd love to try this. Yeah. So. so make sure everyone you thank, if you, if you appreciate the podcast, thank Ashley cause she produces oh, this and, uh, uh, it does is doing a great job and we're excited about it. Yeah. So, so tell me, uh, I've been asking everybody, and you know this as well, what is uh, like a funny life moment or a funny, funny ministry moment? And I do like your story. So, so tell this story <laughs> that, uh, that you told me earlier. Sure. So as I mentioned, I, you know, I worked in youth ministry for a while and um, one of my most memorable stories is uh, being on a middle school retreat with about 20 middle schoolers. And mm-hmm. we were down in Ocean City, Maryland um, at a large conference. We used, to, we used to go to this really large conference that doesn't exist anymore. And it was like, you know, 20, 30 different churches mm-hmm. all at the convention center That's in Ocean hundreds, City, Maryland. Hundreds, hundreds of, hundreds of teenagers. Like if you don't like being around young people, it was not the place for you because it was, it was lots and lots of people. And um, specifically middle schoolers. And so we... Um, we, you know, middle schoolers, you have to work a little bit harder to keep track of everybody because mm-hmm. they're just new to traveling in large groups and being away from home without their parents and all that. So you're hurting them. You're hurting them. Yep. Yeah. You know, high schoolers, you can give them a little bit more independence. So, but with middle schoolers, we teach them in sixth grade, we teach them this, this rule. We call it three is okay. Because when you make an okay symbol with your hand, um, the three fingers, you have three fingers left. Mm-hmm. So it's like three is okay. Always travel in groups of three. Um, and we talk about why three is better than two or by yourself. We don't want you to get it lost. And so we're trying to teach them this. And we, you know, we'd go over it before we'd send them off for free time, you know, in the convention center or on the Ocean City Boardwalk. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, everyone, three is okay, right? And they all have to hold up their hand. And, and then the group would disperse. 
And without fail, we had one student who I would turn around and he would still be there, like just like looking around or slowly gathering his bag. And it wasn't that he didn't have any friends or wasn't that he was like shy. He just... I like I like to say he just kind of loved life. Like he just liked to move through life. Mm-hmm. He was not in a rush. He's a great, great kid, but it was just like trying to keep him with the group was like it took a lot of my energy that weekend. Right. Every time we turned around, we were like, you know, where's so and so? And he's with us, but he's ten feet behind right. us, and you're trying so, and to so rally what, them along, right? So yeah, so you love life, but uh, no sense of urgency. No, yeah, urgency is a good word. Yeah. And, so uh, so what'd you do? So we have a I had a volunteer who was with me, and we were at like one of those tables where they give away things, and he was with us. And they had balloons. They're these big yellow balloons. And she said to him, she said, hey, I bet you can't keep that balloon tied to your wrist all weekend. And of course, he's a middle schooler. He loves a challenge. He was like, yes, yes, I can. I, t- I totally could do that. And she's like, no, definitely not all weekend, like everywhere you go. And he was like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. She was like, all right, let's let's, you know, let's see. And so he wore a we convinced him to wear a balloon on a string on his wrist the rest of the weekend. And it was so helpful because we'd be like, where did so-and-so go again? And you'd look out into the crowd and there's this yellow balloon, like, you know, in the crowd. So we could go, you know, bring him back so to our group or keep him with us. you a balloon as a leash. It was, it was <laughs> great. The fact that he went for it is what makes me laugh because we were like, he's not going to go for this. And it was so funny because then each one of us would be like, oh, there goes the balloon. Somebody got the balloon, you know, just to make sure he was with us. So. That's great. I appreciate that story. Yeah. Having done youth ministry for, uh, for the years I did, um, I know a lot of students I would have liked to put balloons on. So, <laughs> yeah, <so> right? <laughs> that's a great story. Uh, so what do you love most about ministry life? I love um, I love helping people widen their lens and their understanding of God mm-hmm. um, so that they get to see where God shows up in their own lives. You know, I love helping people kind of re- remove that narrative that there's only one way to get to know God or that there's rules about how we can know God. Because when you when you help them do that, then you watch their their personal faith deepen because they're like, oh, oh, you you hear God that way, too. Mm. I thought I was the only one or, you know, I, I like people knowing that they're not alone in in this faith thing. Yeah, that's no. great. Yeah, I mm. love the the idea of widening people's lenses mm-hmm. and uh, and widening the understanding of God. That's that's great. And I, th- and I do think you do that really Thank well. You. So I'm glad that that's what you love. Uh, so what do you find? We've also asking people, what is most challenging in your area of ministry? I would say the keeping things simple and accessible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we get to do a lot of really awesome things through hope and, um, and being able to share all of that in a, in a simple way, I think is, is can be really hard sometimes because we want to share so much. Um, and I also think, you know, as human beings, and I, I'm so guilty of this myself is we like to kind of overcomplicate things and like create like a ton of different steps or systems or, you know, ways to do something that we mm-hmm. almost wind up filling up all the space with like to do's. And then I think God likes us to leave space for him to just show up. And so I'm usually trying to kind of find that rhythm for us as right. a community of you know, how do we say this in the best way without overdoing it so that it will connect with people? Yeah. And you do it well. Thank you. And uh, you do it graciously because I've been on the <laughs> receiving end of you telling me that I've made something too complicated. So, uh, so thanks I try for to be kind that. about it. No, you're, you're good at it. So uh, we've also been doing a rapid fire section. And so this is where I ask you a quick question. You're going to give a one word or a short phrase 
answer and we're going to go through them quickly. Well, we'll try to. We'll see if we do. <laughs> uh, the first is your favorite pizza topping. I like meatball pizza. All right. Meatball. That's mm-hmm. that's that's in there in the in the general basic category. I think that's a good choice at a party. Thanks. You're going to find somebody else yeah. who, who yeah. will eat meatball pizza. Uh, are you a morning person or an evening person? I'm an evening person and I have forever dreamed of being a morning person. <laughs> and I thought that my husband is a morning person. And so I thought, oh, we'll get married. He'll help me get up earlier. And it has had the reverse effect. <laughs> I think I've made him less of a morning person. And I thought, you know, having a baby, having a two-year-old would make me a morning person. And it's just harder in the mornings. Just I'm awake, but I'm not. Yeah, no, I, I'm not, I, my brain is I, I can not relate. I'm an evening person as well, yeah. and everybody wants. Everyone who's an evening person wants to be a morning. I just person. like the the like uh, idyllic dream of like being up early with my coffee, and <laughs> yep. it's not. Yeah, and we always reality. say we're going to do that, uh-huh. and then it never happens. Nope. Right? Yeah, on day three. Yeah, day it, three. It, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about so you mentioned coffee? What's your favorite coffee order? Uh, so I really love coffee, um, but I would say my favorite is an iced Americano with cinnamon dolce and heavy cream. Wow, that's um, that's fancy. I I said I love coffee. I'm a very bougie coffee person. I like coffee in all forms. Um, I have all different ways to make coffee at my house. Oh, wow. Like okay, so, yeah, so you are legit <laughs> a coffee lover. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about a show or a movie that you watched recently? Uh, so Chris and I really like to watch like foodie type shows. Um, so there's a show on Netflix called chef's table. Um, and we also have been watching this show called somebody feed Phil. Um, and it's this really relaxed show. It's hosted by the guy. His name is Phil. He, his name's Phil Rosenthal. He was the creator of everybody loves Raymond. And then now he and his brother, um, go all over the world and they create these shows where he tries food in different places and his brother produces the show and he is the host Mm -hmm. of it. And, um, but I what I really love about it is like, it's about the food, but it's also like, he's a great way of engaging the people that he interacts with and really highlighting the different communities that he, um, is in and like just bringing out what's best about every area that he goes to. Um, and also there's this really cute part where he FaceTimes his, elderly parents at the end of every episode and like talks to them. And so it's just, it's really sweet. And that's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I, I yeah. haven't seen it, I, but I wrote it down. Somebody. It's a nice relaxed will. kind of watch. So great. How about a book you read recently? Uh, a book called this here flesh by Cole Arthur Riley. Uh, she's someone I followed on Instagram and she wrote a book and I really enjoyed it. Great music. Favorite music. Uh, a band called Drew Holcomb and the neighbors. They're a smaller band out of Nashville. They're kind of like Americana, acoustic-y. It tends to be the music I really like. Um, my husband and I have gotten to see them a bunch of times. Uh, yeah. Great. Local yeah. place you like to eat? A place called Bricko Pizza. It's in Haddon Township. Um, we go for the pizza, but also for the wings. It's uh, it's just, it's they're really good. So a little tiny, small restaurant on a corner. And it's called Bricko Pizza. Bricko, right. yeah. I haven't heard of that one either. So that's I'm finding in great places. That's to eat my favorite thing about doing to this watch with you. about the, with these interviews. So yeah. thanks. Uh, so you've got less than 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Ashley Black elevator pitch. How would you describe yourself, your life, and what you do? And you got 30 seconds. Go. I would say I am a creative, introverted person who really loves uh, cheering people on. I really like creating space for people to just like I mentioned with ministry experience God or just succeed and have fun. Um, I really like to explore new places. I like to travel. I like to write. Um, and I also, as I mentioned, I really love 
good food. And so I uh, invite me when you want to go try somewhere new, anyone listening, um, because I just really like, I like food. That's almost like a cry for help. I know. So I said, I'm the introvert, so I'm not, I'm not great at making the ask, but I promise you I want to come. So please. (laughs) All right. So you're the listeners. Invite Ashley out for food. All right. That's great. So tell us what is bringing you hope today? We've been asking everyone that question. What brings you hope, Ashley? Uh, right now I would say, uh, it's people who are younger than me, whether they're in their twenties or even like high school aged. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing, not working in student ministry anymore, but I'm still connected with some of those, um, students and young adults and, um, just every conversation I have with them, I'm always, they always like encourage me and move me forward in how, um, how authentic and transparent they are, how much they care about talking about things like mental health and, inclusivity and diversity and like they just it's not even it's just like second nature to them Mm -hmm. and I even say like even and I watch it trickle down even to like my two-year-old I I say he has a better emotional vocabulary at two than I did at 20 like he (laughs) you know just watching that become more a part of our our world is is what brings me hope awesome awesome that's great well thanks Ashley sure uh this this was fun uh like I said interesting to have the do an interview with our producer, but uh, <laughs> listeners, if listeners are listen, or if listeners want to contact you, sure, how can they do that? They can email me at ashley at meethope.org. That's great. Hey, listen, and thank you, listeners. Uh, that is all for today, and man, we hope you have a great day. See you next time. Thanks for being a part of the Hope Community as we continue our conversations about faith and hope. If you don't already, please join us for worship on Sundays or on demand. You can learn more at meethope.org or find us on socials at Meet Hope Church.